Uh, nope, I can't. I was going to do a Scottish accent. It's not going to happen. Welcome to the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast. I really bailed on that so quick. I just got an ah out and I got right out of there. We're here to discuss uh, Star Trek Lower Decks uh, Season 4, uh, Episode 2, I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee. Uh, yeah. And we're also here to discuss Star Trek, the animated series for the first time, episode one, season 15, The Eye of the Beholder, which is, this is also not the only Star Trek episode of that name. Uh, uh, well, let, do you know which other one it is? Does anybody know? Anybody? Uh, it's Next, Next Generation, seventh season. It's the one where Troy is getting visions of someone who killed himself in the warp nacelle, I want to say. Oh, so close. They got killed in the warp blaze cell. No, you got it all right. You're perfect. You're exactly <laughs> right. Of course you were. <laughs> it was in the Tucker tubes. <laughs> in the Tucker tubes. Uh, also, I want to point out this animated series episode has a lot of bones in it. A lot of bones. It does have a lot of bones in it. That's true. That's very true. Um, it was interesting to 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 animated series. I'm glad I'm glad Carrie had a great suggestion to do that. I'm glad that we did. Speaking of, with us as always is Carrie Coleman Henners. How are you doing? I am doing so good, Chris Newcomer. Oh, I Chris, Chris Newcomer. I'm a high lander and a low lander mixed together. I'm a high medium lander. lander. I'm a medium midlander. I do. I loved Highlander so much. Oh my God. There can be only one. That's how there I feel about most karaoke one. situations. Um, Michael, uh, we've got Michael Henley with us. Michael, hello. Hi, laddie. Begora. Haggis. Outlander, Claire. Um, okay, I, I call uh, uh, internal uh, waspy racism because Bagora is absolutely Irish, not Scotch. Oh gosh, yeah. you're right. Gosh, and Bagora oh, is very Irish. Oh, oh my have, gosh. Oh my you gosh. Have the Gaelic, do you? Yeah. Irish, I can do very. I mean, oh, come here to me. Let's let's talk about. Let's take Route Thirty Eight down to uh, get some potatoes. It's you know, they can do a little softer. bit of that. You know. A little softer, a little breathier, like in the front of the mouth no, there. I know. Yes, we're the O'Connors. We're all sheep fuckers, you know, and we're here to talk to you about uh, <laughs> selling your land and your castle. All right. Um, that's really good. It's a really good Irish accent. Thank you. Really I do. Yeah. That's one of the, what's one of the many, many, many um, uh, uh, backgrounds that we claim. My, my grandfather was an O'Connor, James P. O'Connor, lived in Delaware County uh, in the 50s, and he painted his house green so everybody would know where he was from. Uh, <laughs> and he had a French wife named Anna Belloir, who apparently was a hoot and a half as well. So that explains me, right? Does it? It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It does. Um, Her name was Anna Belloir. Belloir, yeah. Belloir. Oh, okay. Bel Are we okay. related, Mike? Belloir. No, no. I'm. I was just, uh, yeah. just for clarity. That's all. Um, yeah, Belloir. Belloir. Okay. Oh, she became she became Anna O'Connor, but her maiden name was Anna Belloir. Yeah, it's because ah. actually Michael is writing your biography. He didn't want to oh, tell you fun. about it, so he has to get all of these I'm details. Spoil right. a surprise, man! Did the Piano Bar Institute of people whose livers are exploding reach out to you because I know that they are been they've been calling me a lot about uh, we getting we've been some trying to backstab trying to schedule a Zoom and like our Outlook calendars are just so full. It's just <laughs> oh. I know there's oh, a lot of people so ahead of me in line. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, always like you you set it for one hour and they're like this should have been two hours you yeah, know it's just like yeah. endless endless yeah i mean so many stories to tell mm -hmm. um michael how are you how you doing hey i'm doing great i'm doing great uh computer noise and technical difficulties aside um i'm we uh uh oh, i wish i had 
crazy great news to report but instead no just everything's peachy keen except for the fact that uh here in philly the weather has changed just a little bit to be a little bit cooler and by that i mean not insufferable which is exciting it's putting a little bit more spring in my step this will mm-hmm. i'll be the most pleasant so nice. person to be with for at least the next until um daylight savings uh uh starts uh and then baby right. when we lose the you know and then I'm going to probably be cranky about it. But in the meantime, it is lovely out. It's going to get lovelier the cooler it gets. I'm so much with uh, with my significant other and everything. Um, things are great. I'm good. Yeah. Well, you know, you famously, you know, when, when you're when you don't like the weather, you're famously very unpleasant. I mean, Carrie and I talk about that all the time. <laughs> When it's above eighty, it's like Michael's going to be a real pill today. Uh, Yeah, I I also I also get extra paranoid in that weather. So you telling me that I knew it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's for our other podcast. Yeah, that's 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 the the Michael Henley experience. We call it Uh, temperature temperature related (laughs) emotional uh, states. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a really good time. Carrie, how are you doing? Hi. Um. Well, this weather just reminds me that i'm going to be depressed soon which makes me depressed oh <laughs> sorry the old pre-depression depression yeah, yeah. It's like, oh it's coming that depression's coming i better <laughs> the last ready. thing i did before i got on this call was send someone you know have you seen that clip of it's it's um it's um jonathan frakes from when he used to do that show in the 80s that um mysteries show or whatever yeah and he's yeah. like beyond no, belief that's fake no that's yeah. not it you know and it's yeah. so it's never it's, happened and, yeah, and then basically it's like um, above it it says um, when I say my depression is over, and it's like nope, not that's not happening. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah, it's funny. I always like what Maria Bamford has to say. She said she's not depressed so much as she's paralyzed by hope, which I think is a really nice. Uh, <laughs> paralyzed <laughs> by hope. That's a good line. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully you get some good fun, you know, fall activities in around. I know yeah. it's, it's always a fun season, but you know. I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm looking forward to it this time because I have a I have a new baby. So everything is new again, you know. Yeah. So it's like I'm reliving things again. I feel like you've got to get Arlo together with Rob and Katie's little baby, little, little buddy. They've got, he's, Arlo's going to be, well, he's not even one yet. He's pretty small. Uh, Arlo is nine months old, but he does go, ma, 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 Take that, Scott Henry. Just a long string of ma, 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 ma. It's like every, it's like changes. It's like ma, 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 ma. Mama, oh, exploring language. Mama, 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 mama. Well, yes. you know, Nyota Ohura could communicate with him right now immediately because yes. she's good at languages. But uh, we know we've got a little time before he uh, speaks <laughs> our current dialect. Yeah, everything is mama. Mama. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm glad to hear you got a mama baby on your hands, um, and the fall is coming. And how am I doing well? I'm glad you asked. Uh, hey, no, wait, wait, no, no. Before you say that, before you say that, Chris, I have a random question for you. Uh-huh. How are you doing? Oh, there you go. Oh, thank you for asking. I'm doing great. Um, you know, we've we've been a bit a crazy month here with uh with some just some stuff going on, but uh, things have kind of cooled out on the crazy factor, which is nice. Um, I've got a new car, which is wonderful. Um, I'm enjoying, I've got CarPlay for the first time. That thing where you plug in your phone and just all the apps are like on the screen of your car, like your Knight Rider or something. Yeah. Um, and we were doing our Irish accents earlier. 
uh, it, my Siri is Irish. And so that's why I've been saying that like, ooh, Tertiate, because it basically does that. The TH has become a T almost, which is really nice. Yeah, Tertiate, you know. Um, nice. So, but it's also like my <laughs> my friend was texting me. He's like, he's like, his, his text said, I've had the worst week. I've just got to come or cry, you know, but it was like, you know, I've had the worst week. I've just got to come or cry, you know? And I'm like, that is so funny here. In an Irish accent. Oh my God. <laughs> what a thing to say though. Well, we've all been there, right? You know, it's like yeah. those, those feels like, you know, those are two things that could relieve some stress either way. I've never put those words together. No. I've never put them together. Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, new horizons abound, right? I mean, <laughs> but hey, we're not here to talk about common and crying. We're here to talk about children might be listening. We don't know. I don't know if they're, but if they are, I apologize. It's a slightly explicit <laughs> this episode. I apologize. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. just meant they're just, you know, arriving, you know, arriving yeah. or crying is what I That's meant, true. obviously. Mm -hmm. um, Getting going to the party. Going to the party. But let's let's talk about these episodes of Star Trek. Sure. Um, yeah. Because there isn't much Trek in the news because all of Star Trek is on strike. So we don't have much to offer in the way of mm. of that that regard. But um, let's I mean, about... I could look and see if William Shatner got inducted into any <laughs> random Hall of Fame anywhere. The Schenectady, Schenectady <laughs> Hall of Ice Skating Fame. Uh, he got in there because of that one skate park he did. Um, yeah. We're here to talk about... <laughs> Star Trek, the animated series, <laughs> The Eye of the Beholder. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll just give a little rundown of the plot and we'll talk about this episode, which was very interesting to watch after, you know, acclimating myself to a new animated series to go back to one that came out, you know, years before I was born. Mm. So the USS Enterprise investigates the disappearance of a scientific team near Lactra 7. The starship Ariel is located there, abandoned with its captain having transported to the planet's surface. The Enterprise crew beams down to discover a series of unusual environments and are captured by the Lactrans, large slug-like beings with intellectual capabilities far beyond their own. Mm. Science officer Spock senses that they are telepathic, but communicating at a speed too fast to comprehend. The team is installed in a zoo collection with the surviving crew members of the Ariel, one of whom is deathly ill. Enterprise chief medical officer Dr. McCoy determines he could cure her if he had his medical kit, which has been confiscated along with their phasers and communicators. After the aerial crew informs him that the Lactrans attempt to fulfill their captive's needs in response to impressions they pick in, up in their thoughts, Captain directs everyone to focus on the mental image of McCoy's medical kit. The Lactrans give them the kit and McCoy treats their comrade. Kirk suggests sim similarly focusing on a communicator as an object they direly need. A young Lactran responds and Kirk calls the Enterprise for a beam up. The youngster, youngster snatches away the communicator and is beamed aboard the ship in their place. The adult Lactrans, upset that their child has disappeared, focus their telepathic energy on Kirk, seeking an explanation. Due to the speed of their thoughts, this runs the risk of destroying Kirk's mind. So the other Starfleet officers project a mental barrier to protect Kirk. <laughs> aboard the Enterprise, the youth probes chief engineer Scott's mind's mind and processes the ship's entire library system. It proceeds to take the Enterprise galloping out of orbit. The child beams back down with Scotty after returning. The youngster communicates what it has learned, and the adults decide that although still primitive, humans and Vulcans are in the process of evolving to a higher order and are set free with a message that they will be welcome back in a number of centuries. Uh, whether that's Lactian centuries or human centuries, uh, they're still figuring that out. What an interesting episode. 
Yes. Yeah. Really fun. I uh, I always dig the um, the humans are in a zoo concept, and this one I think is probably one of the most colorful in it, especially because the habitats are so large. Um, it really, um, you know, because usually in this kind of story, it's usually like, it looks like a living room, essentially like Mm -hmm. this, I, you know, I think, I I don't think there was ever a Star Trek episode about this premise, except for this one. I know there was recently an episode of the Orville that I think did this. Yes. Um, and it's shown up in like the twilight zone, like the classic twilight zone and all that kind of stuff. And it's always like, just kind of like a little room, like a very module to really emphasize basically the imprisonment aspect. But here, you know, it's this, uh, really you know paddock uh, it is it's it's honestly kind of lovely except for the fact that it's a cage you know um (laughs) and i i I, and i like that um i like that dichotomy i like the fact that like actually it looks very very nice it's just that it's a zoo um yeah yeah. i like that they have a little display case of all their things that it's like just right there these are all the things that we got just like on a table (laughs) (laughs) um i thought of a couple as i was watching this my brain started thinking not zoo but like zoo adjacent type plots of other episodes i'm remembering i think there was a voyager episode where their ship was taken and they switched out everybody slowly with uh-huh. the other crew and oh, everybody yeah. by this like middle of the episode ended up in this other habitat where they found found out that there's lots of different type of habitats that suit so not specifically a zoo but the same type of uh Kidnapping like a twist a twist yeah. on <laughs> that and of course the um menagerie of original series obviously mm-hmm. that, um, that, that is true yeah mm-hmm. that's the original the original and then, one and then the one where data the one where data is um taken as like a a, a museum piece collection like a collection. collection part yeah, of the yeah. by the collector um there's also there's also the next gen one now i'm thinking of it where they it's the um it's the it's the hotel casino because oh, yeah. um, uh, the Royale, because the it's Royale, all, um, yeah. it's it's built out of an old dime store paperback because aliens killed this guy's crew except for one guy and they felt yeah. bad for him. So they created this habitat, this environment for him where it's just, well, this must be what humans like, but it was also, it's it's not for right. a zoo. It's more like yeah. a consolation prize. And yeah. like, all he got was like kind of that and a see you later, yeah. kind of, which is it's like, this so was your, cool. yeah, I do recall that now. And that just uh, takes me to the episode where that where where Commander Riker thinks he's landed on, um, he thinks he wakes up in the future and meets his son, and then it turns out no, he's in prison, and his son has actually been putting into his mind this world that they're in, um, and it keeps changing, and it's just that is also very similarly oh, yeah. captured. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like they type recycle this concept different i mean they it's no it's no um it. it's it's no transporter accident but it's close to a no. thing that gets used a lot um. no. <laughs> uh that's why it ties into the lower decks episode where the mariner is like this is your classic menagerie mission uh-huh. just gonna, they always <laughs> give the humans back eventually so um i liked that i think As i, I would... never really watched the animated series though and so maybe i was a little taken aback at um and pardon me if i offend anyone by saying this mm. semi-lazy animation it's like very right. uh yeah 
was um, reading the yeah. kind of basic. Uh, I don't know. On Prime, they give you the trivia, so I was just you know reading through that, and all of the go- quote unquote goofs and errors are just I don't know if it's laziness, just like cheap. Just yes. uh, <laughs> they are just recycling um frames that they've already used yeah well like that that thing that comes out of the lake and they hit it and then it just they've clearly just reversed the the animation they had of it coming out of the lake and coming back in and and right a lot of descriptions of things that are happening that we can't quite see you know (laughs) Uh, and yet at the at the at the same time i i completely agree with you um yeah and, and i think i i think it is kind of the cheapness i mean i think um um even back then i think you know like saturday morning tv basically was cheap and i think this was kind of behind the curve and even cheaper but at the same time mm-hmm. they they're still giving us visuals that you could never do on the original show so it's this sure. weird kind of thing where like the original show was live action cheap and here's animation cheap but one's not really a step down from the other it's like a sideways step. yeah it's really interesting. yeah right they, uh, yeah, yeah. They live in the same universe, um, except for we have cat people in the animated series that we don't. Something yes. I do love about the animated series is that they have all of the original series actors doing the voices, which I think yep. is so cool. I think that I think lots it's... of shows should do that. Like they should just end their show and just go to an animation. We can't do this anymore, <laughs> but we'll do the animated series version of it. That's HD fine. has made it so you can't look at these people past the age of 45, <laughs> but we'll put them into an animated series that you'll we, love. It's still like, you know what? We can't be in Dawson's Creek anymore. We're no, done. They're 50. But we can do Dawson's <laughs> yeah. Creek, the animated series, and we can come To back. be fair, Dawson, you should have picked somebody by now. Come on. Yeah, he's still not sure. He's he's, yeah. he picks, he's gonna pick Pacey, I think. Um, I um, wow. if only, if only. Um, I, I, yeah. that. Um, I I will say um, I think it's interesting that they so the the build voice cast is simply just three of them, right? And then it's it's and then like everyone else comes on and does guests or extra work, but it's not like they're not animated series regulars. It's just um, um, yeah, I think. But Majel Barrett is clearly a voice picked her up yeah but but when you watch the if you watch the intro it's just it's just william shatner um um leonard nimoy and uh um uh kelly deforest kelly yeah um even though um james duhan is doing like double time playing scotty and the voice of the ariel skipper lots of different voices Yeah. yeah yep also, um, you know, I didn't notice it watching the episode, but as I was doing my research, I uh, I, I agree with you, Chris, uh, about, you know, the original voice and everything, except is Walter Koenig not in the animated series? I've only seen a couple episodes, but I've not heard his voice yet. I don't, I don't see him, no. you know, listed for anything. He's like the one holdout. Uhura was Very not in this episode, um, no. but, she, but she was in um, other episodes. Yes, she definitely fun. appears. Yeah. Um. So it is nice the, to hear Rachel Barrett's voice, though. I mean, you know me; I'm a Luxano Troy um, um, fan and aficionado. You know her so. voice right away as soon as you hear it. You know that well, she's voice. the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, well, Wikipedia. It's Wikipedia, so take that for what it's worth, basically. But it's get, it gets even weirder, folks, because yes, Walter Koenig was not involved in the animated series because he was not hired to voice Pavel Chekhov due to budgetary limitations. So, you know, we're talking about cheapness. You better believe it. Um, Mm -hmm. But interestingly enough, Walter Koenig wrote an episode of the animated series. 
Well, they're probably trying to pay him somehow. They're like, well, we do have room in the writing. <laughs> Basically, <budget."> yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and speaking of, you know, cheapness or frugality, you know, or however uh-huh. you want to call it, resourcefulness. Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, all the <laughs> guest actors are always, they're actually just Majel Barrett or um, mm-hmm. um, James uh, Dewan. James Dewan doing different voices, basically. The, yeah. um, the other Starfleet officers that show up here, it's just them. And that happens all the time in the animated series. Um, James James Dewan plays so many, like, gods with big, booming voices. But you can't tell it's him because he's not doing his fake Scottish accent. Yeah, he he, he does a it's good job. It's fake. Wait a second. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> You've changed my world. <laughs> Kes is alive I, and his accent is fake. It's a whole. Yes. It's a whole. <laughs> I, uh, you know, even the slug creatures. I thought it was a, an um, a fun choice to make these just weird slug creatures They're with just like, giant like snakes. Yeah outs but now yeah. i i realize that that's also a, a budget thing too because they don't have to uh have dialogue they don't have to pay anybody to speak they don't have to <laughs> move true. they don't have that's to really move. true the only uh. animation they need is when their nose is actually moving a little when bit. it's clear they, they paid they paid an animator <laughs> to draw them doing like four different things yeah. And we just saw them overlaid doing those four different things in different scenarios. Yeah. They make um, it a plot point too when it's like yeah. I tried to reach them, but all I could get from them was like a little a wiggling shake. motion. <laughs> like, <laughs> because someone's you know, telling the animator, so like, that's all you're getting. You just so you just, just move take the... the cell and shake it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like how alien they are, you know, like with a capital A, not just mm-hmm. in their design, but they're so incredibly evolved, you know, but uh, thousands and thousands of years. And also when you encounter a species like that in Star Trek, very often when they interact with humanity, like they're curious about us or like they want to try to domesticate us or save mm-hmm. us or whatever, like the Q or play with us. Yeah. And here they're basically just like, no, nah, we've learned enough about you. Um no thanks. You know, yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're more trouble than you're worth. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> us alone, and we'll leave you alone. You know. Yeah. We didn't know you were so violent and dangerous. Goodbye. Mm. Yeah. It's, what happened was that little baby slug got up there and read, you know, about the 20th century, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yikes! Uh, gotta <laughs> get away from these guys." <laughs> yeah. A little baby slug. <laughs> um. A lot of fun uh, Bones uh, uh, Spock. Uh, See, I was going to say the same thing, but in a different way. And I was just like, they have a really dysfunctional um, working structure. They do. They do. They do. It's very toxic. It's a very toxic (laughs) work environment. Um, If that was, you know. A thing then, yeah. Framed, yeah, in today's language, yes. I blame Spock for that, actually, I think. There are lines Ooh. in this episode where McCoy's having a reaction to stuff where Spock Spock literally has a line where, you know, uh, I think McCoy, right after he almost gets kind of trampled by um, one of the creatures or a different creature, and, you know, Spock has a line where, uh, you know, Dr. McCoy, your, you know, your lack of scientific curiosity is truly astounding, which is like, yeah. I don't think that's entirely fair, Spock, but okay, <laughs> sure. It's it's kind of damning, a damning assessment. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's very snarky in this episode. Spock's extra snarky in this episode. I love it. Yeah. Bones and, and being intentionally, gets on up, his intentionally kind of up too. So kind, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I remember one specific episode and I'm sorry that I'm not the person on this podcast to tell you the names of the episodes, but I can describe the episodes to you. Spock and Bones are, are trapped in a, they're, they're in a uh, jail on some planet. Maybe they're being captured. Maybe it's like an ancient Roman gladiator situation or something. Yes. And they're so, Fine. so nasty to each other. Yeah. Yep. The uh, worst. They're nasty to each other in a, a Roman they're gladiator so situation. Nasty. Oh. <laughs> asterisk <laughs> arrived. Sorry. Asterisk no. word what bubble coming in. This episode is called Bread and Circuses, and it's the second season of the original series. Great. Thank you. It's, yes, I, it's I, the one where they yeah, land on a planet and it's ancient Rome. I knew it. And I just like to bring up those things because I want you to tell me the title of the episode what okay what am i thinking about right now michael what, what am I thinking <laughs> okay what am i thinking about so wesley gets stuck on the holodeck with a bunch of roman gladiators and i'm oh wait no i'm sorry that's from nifty.org oh. that is a fan fiction <laughs> that so is that's my fault it's not an episode one, that is a <laughs> that's something that you you wrote and uploaded mm -hmm. i didn't uh, write it someone wrote that in the 90s but i remember reading it uh back then when i first oh, on aol was on nifty.org and i was like wow this is blowing my Let's mind <laughs> um that's very funny no but i mean it was still enjoyable kind of you know it's a it's a good episode a light romp um and as you said i think i appreciate that we can see things that we can't do in a, in a live action episode you know the, the giant yeah. dinosaurs and they, they really mm -hmm. every, every scene was like let's do the thing we can't do um uh, literally yeah. when you watch this episode of paramount plus every episode comes with a little um you know a little screen cap you know um with the description before you press play and this one has um bones uh kind of curled up in some alien tentacles being like <laughs> like risen high like you know above this thing's head and all i could think was just like oh my gosh even the screen cap is something you could never do on the live action yeah. show i think that's yeah. so cool yeah, yeah i agree i agree with that the story um, i would say pretty simple pretty simplistic like the plot wise i wouldn't put it up there as like yeah the one of the better episodes but i did really giggle when I, I, you heard me giggle even in the description of like spock being like put all our mental powers on kirk so that we can we can keep them at bay <laughs> and everyone's just like <laughs> eyes closed concentrating real hard i was like concentrating real hard that's really i'm cute. thinking real hard <laughs> like they're just like kirk 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 like well how are they doing it like is, you gotta focus on a word i feel like or something mm -hmm. you know? yeah see that's interesting i feel like you would have to focus on an image hmm Ooh. see this is why you got to talk was, about it instead of just saying just was, think about I think, it i always wonder how telepathy works where it's like do you think about the actual words or do you think about the imagery hmm. you know some people don't see images in their mind yeah that's true mm -hmm. some people do some people don't yeah huh It'd be it's, hard it's like how people also don't have some people don't have like a running internal monologue where they're like talking to themselves or hearing you know thoughts just me no i, I definitely I, have that i never thought about that before <laughs> well some people some people like they i'll have they, to they, put some thought into that i like no, to they narrate they stop as i do the just, dishes like, like, stop. there's like nothing going on up there they're sort of nothing. sitting there like doo -doo -doo -doo. there's not you know doo -doo there's not a conversation doo -doo -doo. happening where they're yeah. berating um, themselves for something they said in an email or a conversation earlier sure sure 
Oh, I multitask. I'm just that. like, oh, I'm regretting that thing I said yesterday as I'm doing this thing from mm-hmm. right now. Wait, did I just move so fast and do something I regret? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Did it, I send it, a Twitter link instead of a work link again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I think in like sentences, like maybe just blocks of <laughs> uh, thought, thought blocks. Does that okay. Sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I think less in images and more in fears as in what's the worst possible thing that could happen. <laughs> All right. Prepare yourself for that. What's the second worst thing? All right. Prepare uh, yourself for that one. Just not as strong. Because that's probably also going to happen. Yeah, they're all gonna that's happen. probably also going to happen. Yeah. I just feel my way through life. You know, I'm just feeling that I see shapes, colors, feelings, you know. Well, you're an artist. It makes sense. I, I get I get why you're, you're you know, it goes that way. I, for me, it's all sounds, you know. It's all about, you know, I'm like, ooh, it's all music to yeah. me. Right? That's really what okay. comes through. Um, and also a lot of like me thinking in my brain and then doing something, mess, messing something up and then being me just saying, God, newcomer. And I sat myself out loud. <laughs> um, newcomer. Newcomer. Um, you know, just to really hammer it home. Um, any final yeah. thoughts on this episode before we move on to talk about the Lower Decks episode? You know what I always want in like a human zoo story? Um, you can never do it because it's always immediately it's how do we get out? Okay, we got out, you know, as we see in this episode. But mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see the version where they don't get out and then several years pass and it's just like they, we've just adapted to life now as we're we're yeah. just, you know, zoo animals basically for this alien. I would just love to see that. Not in a Star Trek episode, just in something. Um, just because I feel like that's so uh you know that's so well that's that was uh, that was bleak, amazing when the know? doctor remember when the doctor went down to that planet yes yeah he ended I know up the being there for yeah. like a couple of years because the, the times were so different mm-hmm. and he's like i have a family right. and a son I had a family. And like, that's yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> my final thought is i could have sworn they were talking about uh, the planet cannabis and they <laughs> said the word cannabis several times but then i looked it up it's cannabis with a p Wait, what? It's cannabis. <laughs> but then Wait, I'm like, what? still, I think thing. that's they're just veiling that it's cannabis. Like they were all high when they made that. Yeah, yeah. Walter Koenig was high in the writers' room when he wrote this. <laughs> uh... <laughs> it, it was written by David Harmon. So, okay, it was him. So David Harmon was baked, but he made it happen. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, shall we move on to the, the next episode? What have to discuss? Yeah. Noopsie. I have no bones, yet I must flee. Um, a Romulan vessel is destroyed by the same vessel. <laughs> yeah, right. A Romulan vessel is destroyed by the same vessel encountered by the Kita. Uh, Mariner thinks she overhears Ransom saying that she will be inevitably be demoted to Ensign again and resolves to act insubordinate to speed up the process. On a mission to rescue humans from an alien menagerie, Mariner's behavior is irreverent and undisciplined. When a dangerous creature, oopsie, escapes from its cage, Ransom accuses Mariner of releasing it in order to get demoted, but he tells her he has faith in her and refuses to let her sabotage her own career. The two collaborate to return Moopsie to its cage and discover the humans in the menagerie freed Moopsie themselves. Meanwhile, Rutherford is anxious that Tendi's promotion will ruin their friendship. He spends the day trying to impress Billups with his engineering skill in order to earn his own promotion, only to be outdone at every turn by the new Ensign Livick. Tendi eventually assures him that they will remain friends no matter what. 
Learning that Rutherford has turned down promotions for heroic achievements in the past, Tenny simply asks Billups to give him the promotion that he's due, which Billups immediately grants. Um, and, they, and they gave us Moopsie. So there we go. What an episode. <laughs> I'm calling this episode their Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> that was like the only show that came to mind when I was thinking about what this show reminded me of. Well, we very nearly Who? watched a Seinfeld episode to go along with this. The episode, okay, Michael, tell me the name and the episode of this Seinfeld episode where Jerry goes to Kramer's apartment. He realizes they're right from the chicken sign. He starts turning into Kramer. It's the Kenny Rogers. Evening. Yeah. It's the Kenny Rogers chicken sign, right? Oh, the Kenny yeah. Rogers Roasters. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I think it's called the Chicken Roaster. The Chicken Roaster. That's yeah. funny. So that's what that reminded me. And because Rutherford kept going, Lick. so I thought it was a very specific reference to Seinfeld. I think they were trying to do that. I don't know. I didn't read that anywhere on the internet. This came right out of my mind. I think I think it could be. I mean, the uh, references are the references we found in our inside ourselves this whole time, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that that sounds really plausible to me, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, outside of Trek as well during this show, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. It's a mm-hmm. it's a classic bit in, in in Seinfeld, and not only that, it's very memed right now because um, mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, this is what all the cool kids are doing apparently. Yeah, but um, they they use that. Um, uh, uh, well, they, they use that. Well, the uh, I, I think is there's a there's a Seinfeld mead where Jerry's uh, asking uh, Kramer basically what's going on in there. And uh, Kramer turns around and then turns back and just and, and says something. And people use that as a template a lot for yeah. you know, whatever whatever's happening. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. the Kenny Rogers episode. Uh, and this also, that same episode also has the great clip of uh, Kramer addled out of his mind, putting down the sign that says, bad chicken. Um, and, uh, 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 you know, uh, and, 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 and someone says, that's not going to be good for business. And Jerry says, that's not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> um, which, is, which is which is very funny that has nothing to do with memes i just wanted to quote it because like that's a great line i'm thinking that this episode of lower decks also is not really about anything i mean sure stuff happens like stuff happens on seinfeld too but like mm-hmm. nothing like on this episode specifically it's pretty much um them going trying to find a place to sleep and getting <laughs> right <laughs> you know well and it's, well, it's i mean i would say moopsie moopsie like devouring the curator of that museum is yeah. pretty eventful i mean they were like in yeah. dire straits there for a little bit sure yeah. yeah but i mean but i mean the character work yeah i mean i you know i feel like you know the, the first couple episodes of this new season uh and you know especially this one because the first episode ends with them getting promoted um mm-hmm. and this is the you know kind of trading trading one you know set of indignities for another kind of thing Mm-hmm. um which you know uh I, I, the and i which 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 i think works kind of well it feels like they're kind of building to something that's pointing later towards the season maybe mm-hmm. they're good at playing the long game so yeah that would that would make sense yep i love um, the romulan uh bit in the beginning where the romulans were just cleaning up the reman torture and yeah. they're like reman <laughs> juice they're so gross and juicy yeah yeah yeah. and then you know they're uh, arguing about who's going to uh double cross the uh commander first 
but they also had great like Romulan British accents because you know British, the, you yeah. know, Romulans are like well they, they all sound like they kind of got yeah. a Stewie vibe going on as well it's very which I very much enjoy <laughs> sure. sure yeah um and I also want I really enjoy um dressing up um uh, 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 um what are their names uh the first officer and the chief engineer as uh, um Deanna Troy and uh do they had them in their oh, workout yes. outfits basically Shax. oh yeah <laughs> Shax um, and uh I don't know um Ransom Captain and Billups Ransom. right because Bill Shax. Billups is yeah. the chief engineer yeah oh sorry but I think it is Shax I'm sorry I was wrong if you're I think it's Shax and yeah, Ransom okay. Shax and Ransom yes. yeah dressed up in those like hot 80s like workout yeah. space workout but uniforms ice cream wish... sundays after this Cheat day. <laughs> um and i'm 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 failing here i know it i wish i could name the episode where it's uh troy and beverly basically doing that exact same thing yeah. all i just know is all i just know is they're talking about a man because yeah it's a scene because they fail written in yeah. Well, it's a scene with two women written for sci-fi TV in, you know, in the late the 90s, 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you, but yep. Um, I just cannot remember the episode. I'm looking up right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's in The Price. Oh, okay. So it's the one where oh. she loses her ability. We've we, we done that episode. No, that's the, no, that's the loss. The Price is um, they're trying to, uh, there's, a, there's a race that's trying to sell a wormhole. And uh, there's a negotiator brought on, and Troy falls in love with him. He's oh, also yeah. Beta Zoid, right? Or he's telepathic or partially telepathic or something, right? And so, and they yeah. trick the Ferengis into going through the wormhole, and then the yep. Ferengis end up in the Delta. Uh, quadrant. That's right. <laughs> and then they show up later on Voyager. And Voyager later. Oh my God! Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. The Grand Nagus and all that. Um, the with the fake Nagus Grand Nagus. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so good. Um, I, yeah, I uh, I just that was one of my favorite references. You got you got to love, uh, you know, because those those stretchy scenes are all they also are always doing like the Klingon Tai Chi, I think is also very popular on on yes. the lower deck ship as well. Yeah, but the Tai Chi uniforms um, look normal, better. I think you know, um, yeah. you know, not not, not taking anything away from these uniforms. They look great. They look very. Like, talking about the workout clothes yeah, the yeah they're yeah. of the time yeah. yeah well i mean they're very <laughs> well, like you know. 1980s you know workout died and went to heaven well it very, makes me think of know, yeah. like makes me think of b arthur on the golden girls when um uh-huh i think yeah. when rue mcclanahan dressed her in something and she's like i look like the yeah. mother of a solid gold dancer like kind of that vibe <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah uh, i love that i can't get masculine enough to sound like b arthur but there you are um <laughs> It's a spectrum, right? Uh, for all of us. <laughs> well, we're, all, we're all living somewhere on the spectrum. Yeah. It's okay. That's all good. Um, this is um, the those workout references, not to just keep harping on it, but um, th- like one of the things that Lower Decks is great at is it um, parodies Star Trek stuff. But the first step to those that parody stuff is just kind of serving it like straight up before it kind of mm-hmm. tweaks it. So like that scene comes up. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm watching with someone and like their first thought is basically just like, is this like, like, that's just like, this can't be like a reference to something, right? Like, like, this isn't like, 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 they look so odd. Like, there's no oh, way it's like, no, this is, this is, no, it's real. It's a specific reference. Yeah. Well, and this is just <laughs> no. like two when, um, when Shax and the, the doctor yeah. are dressed up for like in their Robin Hood gear to go do yeah. it on the holodeck. Yes. yes. <laughs> and he's. 
Oh, and now that we're talking about this, I realize the parallel of them working out and talking about his relationship with yes uh, to Tiana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> so that's let that that's a little twist on your Bechdel test, where it's it's two men talking about a woman, uh, which is not unusual, mind you, but yeah. it is yeah. you know it, it it nicely sends up. Uh, you know what the original scene was about you know what i'm gonna have to watch through star trek uh again oh man so that i can check for bechdel tests <laughs> check for bechdel tests i gotta check for the bechdel tests yeah yeah uh well, i don't think you have well, to do yeah. that but if you want to you can you know okay. i think that's I think we'll all agree, though, that especially in like early next generation, like the bar is it's on the floor fail, when yeah. it comes to the yeah. yeah. And then also it's, middle and later. It's bad out there, friends. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it gets better. But like we're talking about degrees, not talking about like. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, as a side note, I'm trying to get my significant other into DS9. Not not trying to, not trying to be like, you will like this. But like, you know, it keeps being on in the background on like the Pluto channel that shows DS9 all the time. And there was a major Kira ever, uh, episode, heavy episode that was airing a couple nights ago. And like, you know, she was looking up doing it from work and everything. And she was like, I like her. And I was just like, yeah, because mm-hmm. major Kira rocks. Because in, my, awesome. in Michael's brain, my plan is working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> will like Deep Space Nine. Um <laughs> Well, you guys got me to like it. I was not in Deep yeah. Space Nine before we started this yeah. podcast, and now I've seen the whole thing, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so I, but know, they I... did give Major Kira a lot of boy problems. How they did think. give her, yeah. yeah. I, I, it, it's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but like, um, yeah. I mean, rewatching the show, like, really, really into like on again, off again episodes, makes me think that just like, oh, she's such a step up from like next gen. Also, mm-hmm. this character would not be written this way in in 2023. You know, um, so you know, yeah. it's all about all later, about evolution. Yeah. 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 Uh, I also enjoyed the tiny little visual details where Boimler is bringing his stuff all around, and he has these little action figures. He's got a mirror universe archer he's got the poster that he said he had in the the um uh, strange new world that had oh, of, of um una chin riley mm-hmm. una chin riley um he goes into the to his room and says well mirror universe boimler i hope you like your new room and like he's talking to <laughs> his mirror universe self so it's very good. No, no, I, uh, I, 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 I he's uh, delightfully nerdy. He's a fan like us, you know. That makes that's why we love Boimler. That's why we're into it. Yeah. Although, right, you, it's, but you, um, you don't necessarily love Jack Quaid, right, Carrie? You're not like you are. I don't always... necessarily. I'm not like a Jack Quaid fan, but uh, Boimler mm-hmm. is. I'm warming up to Boimler. Yeah, I like, he's I, growing I, on I, me. He's growing yeah. on me. I like I like Jack Quaid. Um, and he works a lot. Um, yeah. It's like almost yeah. as if he's got two parents who are super famous. 
I yeah. know, right? I mean, crazy how that works. But like, also, I'm just like, but I think he's talented. Yeah, he's like, he backs good. it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I think. I mean, the biggest thing he's in, like, aside from like movies, he's the biggest thing he's in is, of course, The Boys. And I feel like I really like that show a lot. But I feel like he has the most thankless role on The Boys because he's the guy who's supposed to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, when every yeah. other performance is kind of going for broke, honestly, like a in like a really huge way, he kind of can't be like that. When mm-hmm. he has to be like humanly mm-hmm. frantic as opposed to like you know anything else mm-hmm. so yeah. but i think he's good on it so it's well just, there's a new boy spinoff um like a superhero training show coming out right uh oh, cool. yeah generation v i think it's called or something like that yeah. yeah i did enjoy the boys uh uh animated spinoff oh i didn't watch that i should check that out i didn't it i didn't know that existed okay was an animated every episode was its own little contained story um let me just, because I'm classically the person on this podcast that doesn't remember names of anything. Uh, is it? <laughs> but maybe boys... it's just called Boys Animated Series. The <laughs> Boys know. Presents Diabolical. Is that what it was? Diabolical. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. What it's called. That's what it's called. That's very good. Let's check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Put it in the in the rotation of things we're watching, which includes, as Paul calls it, um, as the wheel turns. Or the wheel of time, as it's actually called. Um, mm, mm. Wheel, that's right. That's wheel, right. Wheel of time as is the back. wheel right. turns. Like sands through our elemental fingers as the ice die. So these <laughs> the are the days of our lives. <laughs> you know what? I'm watching that. I'm watching the wheel of time, and maybe this is a different conversation. But I, I've watched the whole thing, and I have no idea what's going on. It's a lot of information they're including. I mean, it's these are lot. big old books. They are turning into 10 episode yeah. seasons. Yeah. So it's a lot of information they're trying to cram in there. So uh, I, I have to remind myself sometimes of things that are going on or, you know, um, yeah. So I, I don't blame you. <laughs> have you read the books, Chris? <clears throat> no, I, I, I balked at their length. I was like, 25 hours. What is this, Dune? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead, I'm back back on my my bullshit of um, reading literature that is Bake Off based. I did a, I did a romance uh. novel. And now I'm doing a Bake Off murder mystery novel, um, <laughs> which is less charming, uh, unsurprisingly. Um, <laughs> still fun though. I mean, still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but um, I'm also oh okay. I know we're not really at recommendations, but we can recommend things whenever because it's our podcast. Yeah, whatever the cares. heck we freaking one um but do you know the the comic joe firestone no i don't know that comic she she does a lot of voices on things she's kind of like um uh how to describe her and be, and be respectful she's she's just very funny but maybe a little a little mousy maybe she might be described that way and like kind of like she's got um she's like in the maria bamford vein of comedians i would say so sort of self-effacing and but very funny I think, yes i think i do remember her yeah 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 so she's written a book and she's releasing it as an audiobook a podcast, sort of like a couple chapters at a time. And it's called Murder on Sex Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Ooh, basically yeah. the character she's written is this woman who um, has a double life where she's she's like sort of this mousy person, but she's actually a detective who solves crimes. And she gets hired to go to this like TV show, this reality show, which is kind of like Love Island, but she's one of the contestants gets murdered. But so they enter her as a contestant so she can solve it. <laughs> And it's wow. just oh, that's such a great idea. Very good and very funny. That's so good. And like I can't Isn't recommend that an it episode of Psych. I'm just. I mean, it could fit. It could fit in the Psych universe. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it could fit in there. It's quite. Yes, good. I feel like 
you could switch the words of the title around. So instead of murder on sex island, it could also sex be on sex murder on murder island. island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way. Yeah. Or island on murder sex. No, either way. I think I think the second <laughs> one is better than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it is it is very it has me chuckling. Um, and Joe herself reads it. So she also voices a character on this very 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 weird cartoon show I'm watching on HBO Max called Teenage Euthanasia. <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know that i okay. recommend it because it's like deeply yeah. twisted but kind of fun i don't know you know here we are yeah <laughs> but here we are do you all have anything you're you're watching enjoying rec- reading um doing um skating what you know mm, i was um, reading the the sequel to the three body project because we were I, we read the yeah. three body projects and this little book club of ours uh we talked about that um so i'm reading the sequel now called the dark the forest dark right forest yeah mm-hmm. are you enjoying it ice i'm enjoying it it's hard for me yeah. to remember there's a lot of names this is yeah. my review of that book there's a lot of there's a big cast of characters and yeah, a lot tough. of names getting <laughs> thrown around but i enjoy but i'm enjoying the book uh yeah you, you do feel like you kind of need like a reference card to remind you of who the person you're, you're mm-hmm. like oh yeah that's who that was yeah um yeah what about you michael um uh well uh, two things one about three body problem that the series is on my list i i have i i can't comment on the book series itself i do know the fact they're turning it into a tv series mm-hmm. but i also know it's being developed by the people who did game of thrones so um, you know, if you're thinking just like, oh, should I start the series or start the book? I would probably start the book, you know, because I feel like yeah. that yeah. might be a richer experience. It sounds like that's interesting. Um, uh, it sounds challenging. It sounds really, really challenging. Well, I, I would find it. I, pretty, the book would be hard to. Yeah, yeah, I would find it hard to translate it to any another medium. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as watching, um, you know, there was, um, I think I mentioned Good Omens a couple weeks ago, which we're still kind yeah. of uh, going through, but, um, which is, which is great. We're really enjoying the season. Uh, we also, we watched a, um, so I know there's a very tight Venn diagram between Star Trek fans and people who love, uh, romances. Uh, but I know people on this podcast do, and me and my girlfriend do. Um, uh, and we watched, uh, Love at First Sight, which is a Netflix, uh, rom-com. Uh, more emphasis on the ROM than the com, which dropped, I think, over the weekend. It stars Haley Lou Richardson and uh, Ben Hardy. And what I liked about this is it's based on a romance book from a couple years ago, which I have not read. Uh, but uh, <laughs> what I liked about it is um, very often, like rom-coms, I think I'm I have like very kind of high standards. I feel like sometimes maybe too high. Um, but like my biggest thing is always just well do I buy these two as a couple? Do they have chemistry? You know, like the usual stuff. Because mm-hmm. so often a lot of rom-coms, they're filled with like a lot of other stuff, you know, like mistaken identities and like people lying to each other and all that kind of stuff, basically. Like that's all fine, basically. But if I don't buy them, you know, as, you know, characters who are into each other, then I don't buy anything else. Um, and this, the, the and the premise of this uh, movie is uh, two young people traveling to England uh, for different reasons, they just happen to kind of uh, bump into each other, meet each other at the airport. They end up sitting next to each other, and they kind of just 
talk for a lot of the, you know, a lot of the flight basically, you know, uh, into the overnight and everything. And then they are both kind of off doing their separate things and they kind of try to get back together. The trailer kind of posits as more of a like, well, it's a lot of misconnections because she breaks her phone and all that kind of stuff. That's not really quite what happens. The trailer is a little bit misleading. It's more just like two people who are into each other, kind of like if you remember the movie Before Sunrise from way back when, when it's like Mm -hmm. two people make a quick connection and they're just like, is this just something quick or is this something real or is you know should i be here for this person when they're doing this when you know um i have this thing in my life when when you know it does well, how does this person fit into that um because they both have problems they both have problems and they're both characters in a rom-com that are interested in more than just am i going to meet somebody um and i really liked this movie a lot and i think uh i gave you a, a peek at the structure but i think one of the smartest things this movie does is that it takes its time to actually develop these characters and um you know and they get off the plane from england 30 minutes into the movie as opposed to like a quick like 10 minutes just kind of like um you know hand wave of a yeah they talk they talk and they form a connection all that kind of stuff now the movie takes the time to actually show it happening um and they're two very good actors um and uh and then you know and and then after that everything really kind of um you know just just yeah it gets um not really like frantic it's not full of like the usual rom-com stuff but it is very sweet and it's very fun and uh we really liked it a lot whoa cool I'll check that out yeah i'm into that um it'll be a good break from once again paul and i are still watching down to nabby which is hilarious mm. to be doing that so many years later um <laughs> <laughs> and he's like is something gonna happen to sybil i'm like um maybe <laughs> okay you, i never watched you, it you know that there's a world war right Oh no! Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it gets bad. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Right. 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 We've gotten through World War One. So okay. We, and we've right. gotten through the horror of all that, and um, and just realizing how much everyone just shits on Daisy, the kitchen maid. She just takes it <laughs> from every quadrant. Poor girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a interesting um <laughs> to be watching I've, that later. On. I've never watched it. Not even a smidge. Not even a second of it. It's I, I I rather enjoy it, but you know, um, <laughs> that's why I'm watching it again. <laughs> it's it's great. It's it's got the just the wonderful pleasure of you know, um, especially we get two people in a room who are very kind of withering towards each other, basically, mm-hmm. but in the most polite way. Um, that dynamic is really, really, really entertaining because I love the creative ways that people basically are rude uh, in in that world like to signal each other like how disdainful of each other they are. <laughs> Well, and then when they bring on Charlie McLean as Cora's mother, oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, and also, we we can't get over that we the fact that Cora is basically like Moira Rose, but like before Moira Rose happened, <gasps> she's like, That's oh, the news. Yes. I'm like, what, <laughs> so good. Yeah. what accent is that? <laughs> <laughs> so now we truly all day every day we're just like, oh, the nerve to each other. It's really it's really a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, my friends, I think that might, unless you have another thought on the episode or other recommendations, um, that might bring us just, to the, the end yeah, of the Yeah, just moopsie. 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 Yeah. moopsie. <laughs> That's what we got. Moopsie. So look for look out for things that are very cute because they may eat you whole and swallow your bones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I've experienced at the club, as I'm sure we all have. Um, I was just uh, <laughs> I was about to say. Who amongst us hasn't drunk a you know drank a bone from time to time? I mean, it just happens, you know. Yes. Is that Ew. all right? Is that, was, 
Ew, was that, gross. Was that, was that, was that, was it, was that, was that too much or was that not enough or did I Goldilocks that? You nailed it, Michael, in my opinion. Okay. But I okay. am a gay man, so drink and bone jokes are always going to land for me in my quadrant. <laughs> I will tell you. Um, <laughs> but on that oh, note, Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode of The Prime Subjective. You can email us at theprimesubjective at gmail, primesubjectivepod at gmail.com, and we will answer your questions. Uh, and other than that, we hope you have a good moopsie day. Good moopsie day. Good moopsie. Good moopsie. We talked <laughs> the whole night through. Good moopsie. Good moopsie, good moopsie. Good moopsie to you. To you.